Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. I want you to get your Bibles out and turn to Deuteronomy for me. Honestly, I'd like to stand here and just listen to Orlando play, but we're gonna... hey, what do you mean, amen? I'm going to bring the word just a second. Come on. All right. All right. Stop, Orlando. Stop. And, uh, and so, uh, and just asking God, you know, actually being preparing for a while, just in my heart, again, starting out the new year, what can you say that's not, are you still playing? <laughs> what can you say? I'm going to record it and take it home with me. Uh, that's not cliche-ish. That, that loses its meaning and just so many things that we say. I don't think they're wrong things to say. I think sometimes we can get a little cliche-ish. We can get a little New Year's Day, New Year's resolution-ish or whatever. And I hope that you see this as a new beginning, uh, as a, a fresh start. I, I think the new year is so important for us. And God doesn't measure things the way we measure things. Certainly, he can get a new beginning any day, right? Aren't you glad for that? He can give you a fresh start anytime. You don't have to wait to the beginning of the year. But our human nature says that we wait. Um, a lot of us since, you know, last, this past fall, we've been waiting for January to start things new, right, diets and stuff. And, and we know that, you know, in January, uh, church uh, attendance goes up and gym memberships go way up. And, and so uh, we hope that you establish some new things um, because the truth is it is an opportunity for us to make some changes. It's an opportunity for us to walk into what God has for this season. And I want to encourage you uh, out of this passage of scripture, just kind of today, it's kind of a setup, and then we're going to get into communion uh, for the series. I don't have a title for the series yet. Uh, you can always go back and check on the, um, uh, the website and the app and find out what's happening. But I want to let you guys know that I really feel there's a difference happening here. And, and Pastor Cody was uh, leading us in worship in the, in the song, There's a Shifting there's just shifting, and, and I believe that I, I can sense that and feel that. And maybe that's in my own life want and desire and where, where I want to go. And I believe as a whole that, that where we are on the timeline of eternity, I really believe that it's a time for a shift to be made. And uh, I don't know how to say that. I believe that God's going to reveal some of that through the course of this series as we go through the, through the whole month of January. So you want to come back every week, or if you can't make it, join us online. But let's start right here, Deuteronomy 2. Uh, verses, verses one through three. I'm going to use the amplified version. I always think when I use the amplified version, it always makes me laugh because uh, my mom and dad, my dad was a King James guy. How many King James? Cut your teeth on the King James. Come on. The, uh, raise the hand. Raise thy hand if you are, right? And, uh, and uh, so my mom would always tease my dad about being an old man with the King James version. And my dad would always tease my mom because she used the amplified. And he'd always say, use the amplified because it uses more words than necessary. And... Uh, <laughs> But I think there's some, something, sometimes I like to dig into the Amplified as the wording and how it explains things. Let's take a look at the Amplified, Deuteronomy 2, 1 through 3. Uh, then we turn and set out for the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea, coming out of captivity. And just as the Lord had told me, and just as the Lord had told me, and we circled Mount Seir for many days. Say circled. All right, that's the key word. Let's hold on to that. We circled for many days. And the Lord spoke to me saying, you have circled. Say circled. You have circled this mountain long enough, turn northward. Come on, somebody. Come on, we can have church right there, or I can. <laughs> you have circled this mountain. You have gone down this road. You have gone round and round and round. The same old, same old, long enough. It's time to break out of that orbit. It's time to break out of that same old routine, to break out of that old normal into a new direction, a new normal, and turn northward, thus saith the Lord. You've circled around this long enough. It's time to move forward. 
And I don't know who that is for anybody. It is for me for sure. And I'm just going to preach to me if I need to. But I'm telling you, this is a great thing for us to grab onto this idea that, you know, many of us find ourselves in a place, it's a new year. It's going to be like the last year. It's going to be like the year before. I don't even know what year it is. You don't have to tell me the number of year because it's going to be like the one before, the one before, the one before. And I'm like, no, not if you turn northward. Now, if you make a conscious, determined effort to turn northward, we're going to talk about that. What is it that keeps us circling? What is it that keeps us circling? And, and, and next week, I'm going to get ahead of myself for just a second, going to kind of tease the next week, a preview here. That there's, this, there's this, when things are circling something, there's this, whatever it is in the middle, all of a sudden it creates this pull, maybe this gravitational pull, and you, it's hard to break free from that. What is it we're going to talk about? What is it in your life that keeps you circling? We don't want to shout and yell because we don't want to admit that right now. But we're going to talk about some of those things. What keeps you circling? God says, turn north, break free from what keeps you pulling back you to around that mountain again. I want to encourage you this morning that God has a plan for you. And it's not to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's not to keep in the same habits over and over again. It's not to keep dealing with the same issues over and over again. It's not to keep dealing with the same things you've always dealt with over and over again. And it's not going with the flow because this world is circling around and around. It's not going with the crowd. It's, it's stop and make a decision that it's a new year. It's time for a new direction. And honestly, it's time for a new normal. If there was anything I was going to call this series, it's going to be new normal. We're going to set a new normal. What was normal for you before is no longer going to be normal for you if you turn northward. Northward leads you to a new normal, a new level, a new perspective. We're going to talk about that in the series. So it's time to turn northward. No more circling around, around, around. It's time to shift into a new direction. Now, let me say this. I didn't mean a second wind because that's what we do. I, I, I just need a second wind for the path that I'm on. No, you don't. I, I just, I want to come to church and I want to come the first part of the year. Thank you for that so much. But we come throughout the year for those times that we just need a fresh revival. But what happens with a fresh revival? Then we slowly dip or go right back into the way we were. We're back around. Oh, this looks familiar to me again. I'm back around this mountain again. I'm not looking for a pit stop just to rest and catch my breath for a minute so I can stay on the same journey. I, I, I mean, it, you've been this way long enough. I'm not coming to get hyped up and excited for a moment like everybody's church attendance and gym membership at the beginning of the year. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm turning northward. I need a new normal because my old normal is no longer working. I'm just circling around and around. Been going this way long and enough, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. My wife and I just got home from a trip, and uh, my daughters picked us up in, in my truck, and I had some uh, problems with my tires. I had a flat tire while we were out of town, and some friends helped. They helped. They got it all fixed. And so we got my truck. I had two new tires on the front of my truck. And first thing I do is I get in, I get behind the wheel, I start driving, and I said, oh, this ride feels so smooth. Turn to my wife. Not anybody cared. I turned to my wife. And I said, Doesn't it feel smooth? And it, yes, honey, it feels smooth, whatever you want, you're right? So I'm like, it feels as smooth. See how that rides? It rides good, it's balanced, it's aligned, it's good. And I want to say this today. We're not here just for a smoother ride. Right? We want to smooth things out with God today. We're here for a new direction. I just don't want a smoother ride on the road I've already been traveling on. I wish you'd fix the potholes. Well, the potholes are going to be fixed, but you're still going to be circling. I need to get my car in alignment. That's great, but you're just going to keep circling the same mountain again. 
I need to get some new tires. Maybe my ride will be smoother. I was talking to someone about smooth ride. My truck has a smooth ride. That's great, but you need a different road. We need a new direction. We need a new normal. We're not just coming today to get revival fire, and that's great if you do, but you got to maintain it, right? You don't get revival fire to keep circling the mountain. We're coming and we're going to get refreshed. We're going to get our spiritual tank full. We're going to get recharged from last year. That's great, but not if you're just going to keep circling the mountain again because you're going to be right back where you were. In this passage, you find God's people that he's just delivered. And if you think about it, God went through a lot of trouble to deliver his people from Egypt. They'd been in bondage for over 400 years. He's brought them out of the hands of Egypt. He went to a lot of effort, a lot of trouble, a lot of miracles, a lot of plagues, all those things to get them out after 430 years. He got them out of bondage after 430 years. And Egypt is a type of this world. If you look at Egypt, it's a picture of this world that tries to keep you in slavery and in bondage, not having a life or destiny of your own. It's a picture of sin when you see Egypt in the scripture. So he brought them out of slavery. He brought them out of bondage. He brought them out of sin or this world after 430 years. He went to a lot of trouble to do this and he delivered them from the hands of the enemy and he provided a deliverer who delivered them out of slavery and bondage and promised them a promised land. And they're now circling a mountain. Now God didn't wait 430 years and go through all that trouble to deliver them so they could circle a mountain again and again and again and again. He didn't go and show his power and show his glory and his majesty. He didn't go and do signs, wonders, and miracles. He didn't go and deliver his people so they could wander around the mountain again after again and again, year after year. And if you understand that God did not deliver the children of Israel to wander around a mountain year after year, then what about you? Because obviously by now, most of us, if not all of us, can realize we're not just talking about the passage here. Now we're, we're applying it to ourselves. God didn't deliver you, go through all the trouble, all the time to deliver you, just to circle the mountain year after year after year after year. He didn't do all that just so you could circle again and again. Uh, look at all that God went through to bring you out of what you went through. Look at all the doors he opened for you. Look at all the ways he made. Look at all the chains he broke Look at all the general, generational curses he broke off your life. Look at what God did to get you where you are, are now. He sent a deliverer, Jesus. So the reality is, for most of us, we haven't been churchgoers our whole life. <laughs> I mean, a lot of you came to church, perhaps came to God later in life, and, and maybe church is, is even a little bit foreign to you uh, right now. You, you, didn't, you haven't always been uh, Brother Eric and Sister San Juanita. You haven't always been that. You haven't always been child of God. You haven't always been son and daughter of God. Maybe, maybe for some of us as a kid, you grew up in this, but a lot of us, we haven't always been that. God has brought us through something, and, and there was another you at some time, and most of your testimonies would be rated MA, mature audience only, right? <laughs> and even though, and if somebody asked you, you would give them the PG version because you, didn't, you wouldn't think they could handle the reality out. Look what God did. Sent a deliverer named Jesus. Come on. He paid the ultimate price. I mean, God spared no expense. He did the ultimate to break you out of bondage and slavery, not so you could circle around the same old, same old. Not can, so you could do the same thing year after year 
after year, day after day, month after month. He didn't do it so you could live just a normal life circling. He did it so at some point in time, you would turn northward and you would set a new normal for your life, for your family, for your future, and go forward in what God has for you. No more your old normal, no more your old route, no more your old path, no more your old system, no more your old structure, no more seeing the same things, no more having the same issues, no more having the same struggles, no more living with the same emotional chaos, no more living with the same addiction, no more living with the same diagnosis, no longer living with the same limitations on income, no more living. He didn't do that. She could circle again and again and again and again. So don't buy into the lie of the enemy. It's time to turn northward. It's time to turn northward. He doesn't want you circling the same emotional mountain. He doesn't want you circling the same physical mountain, the same relational mountain, the same financial mountain year after year. And God says, stop, it's time to turn northward. But you can't keep doing the same thing expecting something different. Jesus didn't come so you could circle the mountain over and over and over again and keeping the same things. A, a same normal. John 10, 10 says, he came to, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that I may have life, they may have life, and have it to the full. He came so you could have it to the full, fullness, life in the fullness. That's why he came. And I want to share with you, just for as we close here and we get ready to get into communion, I want to share with you that he came so you didn't have to circle the same mountain, that you could have the fullness of life as he intended. And so he made a way, okay, I get it, Pastor. Now, how are we gonna get out of this orbit? How are we gonna break out of this circle and turn northward? We're gonna get into that in this series, but right now, today, I wanna tell you this, and we're already saying about it, God is for you. I want you to talk about this, say this every single day, and it's on your live notes. You can look at that. You'll wanna get it, but I wanna give you a few things that I want you to know that God is with you, for you. Uh, So many perceive God as being against them. Uh, A lot of people perceive God as a fault finder. But the truth is, he's on your side. He's on your side. Amen. Psalms 118, 6 through 7. Psalms 118, 6 through 7 says this. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can mere man do to me? The Lord is on my side. He is among those who help me. It goes on to say, therefore, I will look, to, I will look and triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. God is for you, amen. It goes on to say this in Romans 8, 31. What then shall men say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. God is for you. And I'm gonna, I didn't put this in your notes, but it says this in Psalms. Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, who could ever survive? God is for me, amen. God acted powerfully on our behalf, He's not the accuser. He is the redeemer, the savior, the justifier. Amen. Number two, God is with you. He was for you and he is with you. You will never be alone for God has said, I will never fail you. I'll never abandon you. So you can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me there in Hebrews? God is not a fair weather friend. Aren't you glad for that? He's not just with you in good times. He was with Joseph in the prison. He was with Jonah in the great fish. He was with Daniel and Eliazan. He was with the three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace. He's with Paul and Silas at the midnight hour when they were in prison. 
God is with you. And God is not just passively with you. It says this in Psalms 91, that I will be with them in trouble and I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Amen. He always provides a way out because he is with you. I want you to know that you can turn northward because God is in you. God is not just for us and with us. He actually dwells in us. It says this in Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live, I live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He is in me. It goes on to say this in Colossians, to them, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. The apostle John stressed this truth by saying, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Amen. Amen. God is upon you. There's a difference. While we're covering all these various dimensions, it's good to know that God has us covered from above. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you in Isaiah 61. God was not just upon his people in the Old Testament. How about Acts 1.8? We're gonna get into that soon. Acts 1.8 says this, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. God is upon you. How about this? God is beside you. And, and it may seem a little similar to some of the other ones, but gets more specific. God is right beside you. Psalm 16, 8 conveys both thoughts. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. Jeremiah said, the Lord stands beside me like a great warrior. And the psalmist writes, it's not in your note, the Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as a protective shield or shade. God is beneath you. The verse, Deuteronomy 33, 27. The eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. He's there underneath like a safety net, but he's also there like a strong foundation holding you up. In times of instability, it's great to know that we have a foundation that cannot be shaken, cannot be moved, and is eternally stable. God goes before you. Turn northward, because God goes before you. David declared, you go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. In Psalms, he says this. In reality, God does more than go before you. In a sense, he's, he's always ahead of you. He's a step, two steps, a day, a week, a month, a lifetime ahead of you. He's in our tomorrow, in our future. God dwells in eternity. It says this in Isaiah 57, 15. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits, listen to this, who inhabits eternity. He's already at the place you're gonna be tomorrow. He's already at the place you're gonna be next week. He goes before you, preparing the way where there seems to be no way. And God is your rear guard. Isaiah 52 states, you will not leave in a hurry running for your lives for the Lord will go ahead of you. Yes, the God of Israel will protect you from behind. The New King James Version changes the last part. The translation says, the God of Israel will be your rear guard. And one of the reasons we need a rear guard is because the enemy likes to sneak up on us. How does he do that? He likes to bring up our past failures. 
our past mistakes. He likes to get our attention from behind and he wants us looking behind us instead of in front of us. And he wants to really make us distracted from moving forward. So God is your rear guard. And as we enter a new year, it's good to have a rear guard. The blood of Jesus truly cleansed us, given us a new start. And we remember what God says. I, yes, I alone will blot out your sins for my own sake and will never think of them again. He is your rear guard. He is taking care of your past. He's taking care of your past sins, your past mistakes. He's taking care of your 2022, 2021, the 2020. He's taking care of all those circling around. He's taking care of all that. So turn northward because God is with you. God is for you. God is in you. God is upon you. He is beside you. He is above you. He is beneath you. He is behind you. He is with you. So turn northward. Quit circling the mountain. We're not going to do the same old, same old. We're going for a new normal. We're not going to have the same issues. We're not going to have the same struggles. Right? We're going to turn northward and trust and rely on the God who was with us. I want us all to stand and we're going to sing that song again. I want this to be your declaration today in light of what we said. This is your I'm going northward declaration. This is your, I'm not circling the mountain any longer. This is God is with me and I am turning the, the, the car, the trip is gonna be north in Jesus' name. Let's sing. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you wanna find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.